Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Jeremy White. Joe in the car, first up today. And sneaky Joe DiBiase. Joe, do you want to listen? Joe, are you an idiot? Joe, are you a moron? Joe, do you have ears? Joe, do you know what you're talking about? Joe, can you fit? On WGR Sports Radio 550. Hey, oh, happy Tuesday. So, Joe. Yes. I'd like to challenge people today, at least at the start. Here's the challenge. Uh-huh. Give me a take off last night's hockey game. Um, Like a real take. Because isn't the take like, yeah, pretty even game, 1-3-2, best player in the world, scored a couple goals. Uh, yep. It stinks. Stuart Skinner played pretty well. Are you saying you can't really find one? Yeah, I'm saying... There are 82 of those games, and on the if you were to Here, rank the games and their take-worthiness, this one comes in 73rd. Here, here's the take I have. The guy in the, uh, the ESPN.com poll for the NHL Awards yesterday that voted Tage Thompson as the MVP over Connor McDavid, yeah. that person is insane. Yeah, it's, it's Cl- clinically insane. Maybe a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be the take I would want to fire off at the start here. Uh, did something with the ESPN Plus broadcast seem weird last night? Okay, I've got that take for you. I spent the second period watching ESPN Plus promos on repeat because I couldn't get the game. That's well, that's even another level. Let's just not even be able to get the game up. That's frustrating. Yeah, I closed the app and opened it on a different television, and closed it and opened it on my phone, trying to cast it to a TV and nothing. No, I mean like there was a good stretch there where I could not get any of the game. Okay. Something like the I did you hear like the on ice mic at the beginning of the game? Mm. It was like popping off. Like it, it was it was definitely like it was resting on its side, it almost sounded like someone was bumping it. <laughs> yeah. And then they turned it off. But then you lost a lot of there was the either crowd sound. noise, there was natural sound that was missing the whole game that made it f- felt weird. The game it, itself, I don't I don't just it was a game, right? Do we remember it as the game where former Jets play-by-play man Bob Wischusen yelled at us a lot? I mean, he was he was he was animated. He was, Bob Wischusen doing play-by-play. I think I think my fiance at one point turned to me and said, "Everything sounds like the Stanley Cup." Yeah, like every, he was he, he was <laughs> excited. He was super excited. He was excited. I, I, I'm Yoki always, Haru shot from the point. <laughs> yeah, when McDavid scored that first goal, it sounded like they had advanced through a round of the playoffs. But hey, I mean, yeah. I, I like Bob's shoes, and I've liked him for a long time. So yeah, no, he's good. Um, no, you know, not actually complaining. Just he was, he was excited. Um, middle stat was great last night. I thought. Yeah. Okay. Is Skip, that a take though? Skinner could have scored four. Skinner Cousins could have scored four Cousins too. Could have scored four. Greenway looked pretty good on that Cousins line, and uh, uh-huh. did you get any feel that Tage was trying to be a little McDavid? 
Uh, sure, I could see that. That might just be a feeling because he does that most nights. He's that you know he's yeah he's darn good. We didn't. He can he can do that yep. once in a while, and right? maybe felt a little bit of pressure to try and step up. But outside of that, you know, he lost Edmonton, and the best player in the world scored two goals and set a new career high with 124 points. Here's a take. They did. Here's a take. They McDavid scored two goals. You bet over what one and a half points? It was as over under was one point five, and yes, I bet oh, okay. him. I bet him over on points. Okay, and he scored two goals. Uh, I my take would be they actually did a really good job defending McDavid last night. I agree, even like, though he had two goals. The two goals even were what one was from behind the net that he bounces off Anderson, who's diving back. And the other is a, a, a shot that you probably want stopped, yeah. but you don't want to go too hard on it because it's the best player in the world that scored it. And he's coming down the ice at a million miles an hour. Yep. But right, like the shot at the end of the day is just along the ice through the five hole. Yep. So I think they did a pretty reasonable job defending Connor McDavid. And wasn't Jacob Bryson the guy that was matched up with him? Like he was playing with Darlene. Yeah. So like that was the guy that maybe did pretty well there. Even the shot that he scores on the second one, Bryson's right there. He can't really do anything else defensively from where he is. So that might be my take. The guy scored two goals, and I kind of feel like they did a pretty good job against him. As someone that had bet him to get two points, it did not feel like a lock, even though he scored in the first period. He scored period. <laughs> for like five he, minutes yeah, in. He, first, he scored early, and the rest of the game did not feel like a lock for him to get his second point. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's that. The reality is that tonight's game is much more important. It's a four-point game. Yep. Very famous four-point games. They have games in hand on the Islanders. If they win tonight, they're two back with multiple games in hand, and it'll feel like that spot is theirs to lose. And if they lose tonight, they will be six back. With yep. three in hand, they'd still need to win all of them. But, you know, anybody treating all your games in hand as if they would be wins, I think that's, you know, it's a little bit of fool's gold when you do that. Is tonight, tonight is the biggest game in the standings since when? Like two weeks ago, probably. I, I guess they get bigger as they keep going closer and closer. Sure. more The Islanders is a big one. And I guess this is the biggest one since they played the Panthers a week ago. Yep. yep. That was a big one. The Panthers were here. The well, They play Ottawa. This team, though, like this is a team you're tracking. Yeah. Right? Like those teams are coming from behind you a little bit. Florida's hanging around. They have the same amount of points. This is don't let them don't let them extend their lead. Yeah, I would say maybe biggest night or biggest game, but also biggest night because Pittsburgh plays as well. Yep. And if you lose to the Islanders and Pittsburgh wins, you're looking at multiple games behind, and you're starting yeah. to lose those games in hand. So it's uh yeah, like I said, challenge. Anybody got a real big take from that game last night? It was just it was a relatively even game. Their goalie made a bunch of good saves. Felt like the Sabres' expected goals could have been reasonably good. And yep. I went and checked the fancy stats, and sure enough, close game. Nobody got dominated. It's not like they didn't show up. They they got goalied a little bit. A little bit. They got goalied a little bit. And I would say that Edmonton's overall speed early in the game was giving them a little bit of trouble, but they were handling it. We'll talk to, we're scheduled to talk to Don Granado coming up at 8 o'clock this morning, as we do on Tuesdays. And, you know, one of my questions is do you do more in a, in a game day video session or the day before a game when it's McDavid, when it's that guy, how much more attention is paid to your game plan when you're dealing with Connor McDavid. And, you know, like you said, I, I feel the same. They did okay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when, hey, Mahomes threw for 260 and two touchdowns. Okay, 
not a bad job. Right? Like, yep. You expect that guy to do a lot, and keeping him in check is not easy to do. So you kind of have to move along right away onto tonight. McDavid, by the way, expected goals for percentage last night. He was at 43%, which was the fourth worst on the Oilers. So they kind of took it to him. They, they they did. I thought they did fine against him. Um, they were swarming him every time he had the puck with two guys, and that would open up others. But they did a good job recovering. So I thought they did, they did about as good a job as you could. He's the best player in the world. He's going to find a way to get one or two, like whether it's an assist or a, a goal. Did you did you count it yesterday? How many games this year he has without a point? Isn't it like it's 10? not? It's not many. Yeah, it's not many. So it does turn to tonight though, and like win this game tonight and we're going to feel like okay they they're going to get in i'm going to feel like they're going to get the, in if they win tonight i feel like they have to win to stay alive because and that's the other thing right i'm going to feel like i'm overreaction either one way or the other i feel like it might be over if they lose tonight even though it really won't be no it won't be but it's these gaps are hard to close it was pointed, yeah, right. like paul yesterday pointed out the sabers if they were to win games in hand on tampa would only be seven points back. And right. you know, he was just making an observation. He wasn't saying anything about that. I'll say about that, they're not catching Tampa in any world. You're not closing a seven-point gap in the final month of the season. Right. Even though Tampa seems to be limping to the finish line. That's such a big ask. If they were seven points out of the eight spot, we would be saying this thing's might, it's probably over. The, yeah. good, the good news is they don't have to leapfrog too many teams. And in this playoff race, tonight... You know, Pittsburgh, they play Columbus. Do they play Columbus every night? It seems like they yeah. play Columbus. Then again, Columbus is playing better, so uh-huh. I guess that's good news. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a tough schedule. I was looking at who they have in their next 10 games, yeah. and the number of times you would feel comfortable saying, like, oh, okay, they should beat that team. I think it's two. It's the Flyers, who they lost to this year, and yeah. the other one, I don't remember who the other team even is. Because it's a lot of New uh, Jersey, Dallas, the Rangers. Nashville? Maybe it was Nashville. Nashville at home, probably. Montreal they play at the end of the month. Okay. There's just not a lot of freebies. And I guess that's probably none. Well, go from here to the end of the season. Teams that they play that are out of playoff races. Nashville. You mentioned Philadelphia twice. Montreal. Detroit? Can I say Detroit? Maybe is like that's their next easiest game, Columbus at the end. That's five games the rest of the way. Every other team they play, whether it's New Jersey twice, who's a legit Stanley Cup contender right now, the Rangers three times, Dallas is first place in the West, or they were. They have another Boston game. I mean, when you've looked at their odds and seen, okay, they're one they've been one point out at times and been like thirty five percent. I think baked into that is that they've had the hardest schedule remaining in the league, and everyone's kind of seen that for a bit now. So, I mean, that's a part of it, too. Like, if they make it, they're going to earn it. But that also, doesn't it emphasize even more a game like tonight? you you got to make up the ground tonight because their advantage on you is who they have left versus who you have left. That might be a two-point difference the rest of the way, a three-point difference. So you got to make that up somewhere. And the head-to-head matchup is the last head-to-head you have against the Islanders. No, it's not. Sorry. There's one more uh, March 25th. So you have two more head-to-heads against the Islanders. Win both of those games in regulation, and you are tied with them in the standings, but with games in hand. And then you have the advantage. If you don't, then they do because you have the tougher schedule. Looking at moneypuck.com's playoff odds, which 
These are probably more useful than power rankings, right? Yes. Mathematical playoff odds. Yeah. Give I don't me. know if I've looked. I've looked at a power ranking. Well, money, moneypuck.com also has a power ranking. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay. Well, they have, they have playoff odds, and then they have, and power, they have power rankings. rankings. Playoff odds, they put the Sabres at 18% to make it. Okay. It's not great. Where do you think they are on the power rankings? Uh, 18th. 22nd. E. Yeah. I don't like the sound of that. No, it's that, not. That doesn't sound like... some reason, 18th sounds more like progress than 20, 22nd. <laughs> I need that one in the front. 22nd is... Uh, that's not where they're going to finish, I don't think. It will be interesting to see how we all evaluate this season if they, again, I don't mean like fall off a cliff, but just drift away. Well, they're 19th right now. They got caught by Ottawa, Florida, Washington, who are all tied in the standings. That's 22nd. Mm -hmm. Is that progress? Probably. It is, right? Yeah. There's no doubt that the organization has made an awful lot of progress. They're playing meaningful games. Last night's a meaningful game. Tonight's a meaningful game. Thursday against Dallas will be. Saturday against the Rangers will be. We've made it to meaningful games in March. So that is, you know, check a box. That's, That's an accomplishment. The question becomes how we evaluate them and how we talk about them this offseason if they don't make it, which, again, while they're alive, they're probably a pretty decent underdog to make it. The Islanders and the Penguins are in the spots, Yep, and unless they win tonight, it's a lot of work to do. So it feels like a big one. Who goes in net? Lukanen? Uh, Comrie? Lukanen, right? It's it's Lukanen or Comrie because it's not going to be Anderson. He does not play back-to-backs. He's only done it once this year. Yep. So it's not going to be Anderson. It's going to be one of those two goalies. And, you know, everything about it, the Islanders. We've, we'll, get out of the way, Islanders. Come on. Who cares about you? You're boring. <laughs> yep. Your arena is is it still dark? Is it still weird to watch on no, TV? No, they're they got the new one, don't they? Yeah, but I feel like it's still lit poorly. I feel like that's part of their brand identity. Is, is that they, more are we just accustomed to that? Do they still have a car in the corner? They used to have the, <laughs> that, like a Jeep over there. They had a jumbotron like over the blue line. Yeah. It was like out of place. That was the that was the Barclays Center. Okay, wasn't that it? was that was a different building. I think I think they're in a they're I don't know. I'm is it brighter than it used to be? Because that was the thing. It was dark. Yeah. It pro- I don't know. It probably is. It probably is. Anyway, good morning. It is uh, It's Tuesday. It's also franchise tag deadline day in the, in the NFL. Uh, that comes this afternoon. So there will be big, big news on franchise tags and non-franchise tags. Of course, we'll cover that for you. But uh, if you want to open up, that, that's the challenge. A take on the Sabres. I realize sometimes that's our job to give you a take. My take on last night's game is it's a very difficult game to have a take on. Yeah. You know, just, okay, you lost. McDavid is inevitable. You mentioned his over-under was one point one and a half points. It was minus 200 that he, <laughs> that he would get one and a half points. Uh-huh. Heavy favorite to get one and a half points, and he got his two in a game where, like you said, his goal expected goal share was below 50%. Yep. And the Sabres did a really decent job against him. He still got his two goals. 124 points. Do you remember what year would it have been? It, not that long ago, in the last five, ten years. Yep. Where the NHL point lead was, for at the end of the season, yes. was 87. Yeah, Jamie Benn, right? Jamie Benn won a scoring title with 87 points. Yeah, that's that's wild. The Sabres are going to have, what, three guys hit that number? Tage is going to hit that number this week. Right, he's already he's at 83 yeah. now. Skinner might hit it. Tuck maybe would have hit it. Darlene. Um, that is not that long ago, too, isn't it? 
How long ago was that? That's the tank year. 2014-15. 87 points led the NHL. 87 points. I mean, and McDavid's going to double that, we think? No, not double. Double that would be 100 and... He's going to beat it by 70. 174. Probably. He's yeah he's he's gonna push for one one sixty yep, which historically, I mean that's the most impressive sports season since, uh, that we've seen since what like it'd be Mahomes doing what throwing for sixty five touchdowns like I don't, I don't even know what the equivalent because since ninety six that's a good one which Mario Lemieux had what one hundred sixty points in ninety six Kucherov has the highest point total with one hundred and twenty eight he's about to beat. The highest amount of points we've seen in 27 years, and he's going to do it by 40. I mean, w- wouldn't that be like Mahomes throwing for 70 touchdowns in a season? I'm putting this up as a Twitter question because you ask it, and I don't have an immediate answer. It would be the most impressive single season since blank. Since, yeah. since who did what? <clears throat> Is there like a Steph Curry three-pointers-made thing? Didn't he hit 400 in a season? Maybe. So maybe that's... Steph Curry has blown out the three-point records and his own records five times over. Something you've just never seen in an era where he's topping... Again, this is like almost a three-decade-long run that we're talking about here where nobody's even hit 130 points, and he's going to push for 160. He might also, I think Ovechkin has the highest amount of goals in that range with 65, and he is maybe going to get 70 plus. I mean, his season, they're showing him right, they're showing him right now in Sports Center. And who are the guys in front of him? Yari Curry, Mark Messier, and Wayne Gretzky. That's just Oilers history, I guess. But he's doing things that were, if you're putting up any chart, any graphic about what Connor McDavid is doing right now this season, you're putting up Gretzky, Mario Lemieux. Messier, like you're putting up guys that played 30 and 40 years ago. I'm pulling up the NHL point leaders by season because I got to know what he's on pace for 156. That would be the highest number since, yeah, okay, you mentioned it. Sorry. Lemieux, 161 yeah. in, in 1996. Yep. Sorry. Um, I was doing the math there while you were talking. So the highest point total since 96, Lemieux. Wow. <laughs> I've got that 2015 season open, 87 by Jamie Benn. Led the NHL. The highest Sabre that year? That's almost not fair, right? Because it's a tank year. We don't, Tyler Ennis with 46. 46. 46 led the hey, year. But that's okay. That was doing uh, the job. Right, they were doing the job. One, he's going to get 160, I think. I mean, last night, again, we don't even really think he played that great. He had two goals. Just like that. Because he just one time you need to catch him going ninety five miles an hour down the ice and he can find and he can just find his way into the back of the net. Eight oh three oh five fifty is our phone number. You can answer the Twitter poll. Or it's not really a poll, it's a fill in the blank. Today's a fill in the blank test, folks. This would be the most important single season oh sorry, most impressive. It's early. I gotta redo this. <laughs> most impressive Nothing single season. Before 7 o'clock. That's right. Before seven AM you can make a lot of mistakes. Nobody nobody actually, you know, puts it in the uh, in your permanent record. Um most impressive single season from any professional athlete since blank. Go ahead and fire off if you'd like to us. It's um, it's pretty impressive. Like I, who, I don't know that I have a good answer for this. Brady threw for 50 touchdowns. So did Peyton Manning. Yep. Lamar Jackson running for like 1,200 yards. and Lamar's MVP was unanimous. Yep. That's pretty good. And it was historic. Like, yep. I guess it doesn't have to be something someone's never done. Because McDavid's not doing something 
no one's ever done. He's no. doing something people haven't done in 30 years. Yeah, he, he, and that's the thing. Like in, in football, a lot of the records that you see... They're now. They're being set now. They are. Yeah. Whether that's receivers or quarterbacks. I mean, every time there's a stat about Josh Allen's the only quarterback in NFL history to throw for 4,000 and run for 700. It's like, well, yeah. Offense never existed back then like it does now. Right. In hockey, they're getting back to offense existing like it used to. Watching hockey in the 80s and the 90s, early 90s, was everything on tilt and yep. you know guys scoring 160 Lemieux 160 points in 1995 1995-96 and then they just drifted really far where your number of 100 point players there were multiple seasons in the mid 2000s 2012 okay that's a lockout Jordan season 2003-2004 I think that's another lock no that's not Martin San Luis led the league with 94 in 02 it was again with 96 Yager led the league in ni- with 96 and 2000. Mm-hmm. So you have multiple seasons where the leading point score didn't even get to 100. Here's McDavid about to go to like 160. That's insane. It's partially him. It's mostly him. But it's also a lot about the state of the game and how yeah. go- goal scoring is is in a good spot. You know, we don't complain about these games being boring all that often. I can't remember the last time we did. It's been 2 years at least. Yeah. M- maybe that's partially the league and partially Granado's style. They they play fun. Yep. I mean, last night there's five goals. Wasn't that almost a little bit disappointing? They were even building it up on the on the broadcast going in, like, oh, was, we, could, we could see ten tonight, folks. It was definitely disappointing. The over-under was seven. Megan Cheka, wow. who does analytics for, I think, TSN, pointed out that Edmonton's the number one scoring team off the rush, and the Sabres were third. Yeah. So you might have thought it was going to be... 7-6. I will say, at the end of the first period, there were, what, 35 shots? Between the two teams? Yeah. yeah there was so a million There's definitely a lot of shots. There's definitely a lot of action. And we mentioned, like, a couple of good saves. Stuart Skinner made a bunch of good saves for Edmonton. So, all right, there you go. It'll be the most impressive single season from any professional athlete since blank. We'll get some of your answers on that. We'll get to franchise tag news as well. Lamar and the Ravens, big decision on what to do today, what level of franchise tag. Looks like the uh, Saints have their man. Derek Carr signs a deal. Yep. A lot of guaranteed money there. Geno Smith, a lot of guaranteed money with Seattle on a three-year deal. Aaron Rodgers news this morning. Trey Wingo tweeting out last night. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets had conversations. This would have been yesterday. While nothing is imminent, Rodgers is open to the idea of going to New York. Okay. So, AFC East, lots to get to. You know, last year it's Tyreek Hill. This year it could be Aaron Rodgers that comes to the AFC East. Hope, honestly, Joe, my real quick thought on this is, I hope he does in the next six hours so we can (laughs) put it to bed, folks. Well, I mean, please, we'll put where he's going to bed, but then we're going to have to That's talk about fine. him for six months. That's fine. That's better than what's going to happen. Is there going to be a fracture oh, between him? I don't, I don't know that go. you're ready for for the Rodgers goes to the Jets. Are they an AFC East contender talk? No. That's going to get fired up. No. You don't think? I'm sure it will. It will be better than the speculation of whether he's going to go back to Green Bay or not. I will take okay. anything over what's Rodgers going to do. We thought the darkness retreat was going to be the end of our misery, and it's still going on. So <laughs> I hope it happens today. I hope it happens we in the kn- next... Come on. We knew that there was never going to be an end to the misery on this. You're, right? pro- you're probably right about that. And don't it- And of course, Brady. Brady's back. Brady's back. 
Speculation at the Ale- combine is allegedly. that he, we'll he's see. also going to come to the AFC East. Yep. What's oh, this? could you imagine? Is this some sort of club that everybody wants to get into now? It's just the let's annoy Jeremy White club. Let's it, all it, go to the AFC East. Is this the Truman Show? <laughs> Do I live in the Truman Show? Brady and Rogers These in the two AFC East. Insufferable, non-retiring greats won't yep. leave me alone. Ugh. All right. <laughs> Franchise tag deadline today, Lamar news. I've got a lot, a lot to say about Derek Carr and Geno Smith, too, because, you know, those big money deals, woof, a lot of money, but I think they're both worth it. So that's my unpopular take on that. 803-0550, Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe. We're going to talk to Don Granado today. We're also going to check in with Andrew Filipponi in Pittsburgh, a little bit maybe on the Steelers, but mainly on the Penguins. And, you know, what's going on? It's a team that the, te- that the Sabres are chasing is this their last gasp? We'll check in on the Penguins a little bit. Sal comes up top of the hour, 7 o'clock, to get us ready for Franchise Tag Deadline Day. That and your phone calls, 803-0550, to join us here on WGR. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.